Hello, and welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We want to hear your thoughts on the movies and shows we review. Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or our YouTube channel, and we will read them during the show. Or reach out to us on social media. We love talking all things entertainment and pop culture with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hi, Ashley. Hello, darling. How are you? I'm good. I'm still getting my regular uh, skin color back because I've been <laughs> super Going outside. tan. No, from the cruise that I went on, like I got my first like major sunburn. So oh. I've been like recouping from that. But just in general, I feel like I'm like extra, extra tan at the moment. So we slowly getting back to just our usual Florida uh, permatan, as I call it. So where did you go? To the Bahamas. Oh, the Bahamas. Yeah. Beautiful water. Yeah. yeah. The sun hits different, though. Hits it a does. little different. Mm-hmm. It does. But those drinks are so nice and cool and sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. I can't complain. But yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm good. I'm just, you know, getting back to normal life, I guess. I'm excited that the sun is setting at seven instead of like... <laughs> five it's like spring is here definitely makes you feel like you live in a little bit more life i look forward to them just getting rid of the whole daylight savings thing in yeah. general like let's go ahead and move it's that coming. bill forward please yep absolutely well speaking of alternate universes ashley i'm super excited we are recapping a jordan pill movie we haven't done one of these and they are always the talk of the town this one in particular should be a fun conversation we are recapping nope (laughs) (laughs) 2022 film came out july it is now available on amazon prime it is a sci-fi slash horror film two hours and 15 minutes rated r Here's a quick summary. A man and his sister discover something sinister in the skies above their California horse ranch. While the owner of a nearby theme park tries to profit from the mysterious otherworldly phenomenon. Here's the cast. Daniel Kaluuya as OJ Haywood. The Kiki Palmer as Emerald. Stephen Young as Ricky Jupe Park, Michael Wincock as Antlers Hostel, Brandon Perreri as Angel Torres, Keith David as Otis Haywood Sr. Jordan Peele, director, Jordan Peele, screenwriter, Jordan Peele, and Ian Cooper as producers. Rotten Tomatoes gave this film... 83% critics, 96% audience score, Google users, 63%. Ashley, what's your grade for Nope? Yeah, I'm more with the Google people on this one. I struggled to sit through this movie. I procrastinated to the last minute even to watch (laughs) it. 
because as you know, horror is not my genre. Neither are mm-hmm. alien films depending. Interesting. Like yeah. Mars Attacks, because it was so goofy. Yes. Independence Day, I was forced to watch because I was a child. But those aliens still disgust me to this day. That was a so, good movie. And even Alien. I've never I love Alien. Seen Sigourney alien. is never seen that it. bitch. Okay. Never seen it. <laughs> so you take two of my least favorite genres and put them together. Then you, you know, I'm not your target audience is the point and moral of the story. But I did end up appreciating the film a little bit more after I watched it. And I read some of the commentary about it being about capitalism and all of this and that. Right. So once I got at least a better understanding of what the point was supposed to be, then I was like, okay. And I love Kiki Palmer. Enjoy Daniel Kaluuya. So I give it a C. Again, I'm not the target audience. Me and Jordan have this understanding. Get Out was not horror, but it sat with me for a good two weeks thereafter. But nope, just nope. So that's all. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ashley. I gave this film a B plus and I gave it a B plus because I'm not opposed to horror or science fiction. And when it comes to Jordan Peele, I'm always interested on, you know, what he has to say. So we saw this in the theaters. I think this was one of our first films. We went to the theaters to like see, and I was invested and it wasn't, unexpected what ended up happening and I also thought it was visually stunning there were still questions and I'll even ask you a few questions uh to see if you figure some of the stuff out but it was well acted like Daniel Kaluuya oh my gosh actor (laughs) (laughs) he didn't say much but his facial expressions top tier and kiki palmer emerald got on my nerves i'm just gonna go ahead and say it today before the spoiler alert uh, but she's always a lot of fun so their dynamic was was really great and i appreciated that so with that being said spoiler alert all right ashley so some strange events are happening on the haywood hollywood horses ranch Unfortunately, OJ, first of all, why did he name these people OJ? (laughs) For the symbolism, I think. You think so? I'm sure in his mind, it's the symbolism for sure, because you're talking about them being the first Black family to have this type of situation that went on in Hollywood with their ancestor and all this and that. And so... To me, there it's there probably was some level of symbolism in his mind, or just the joke of everywhere you go, people are be like, "You a black man, and your name is <laughs> your really name OJ." <laughs> you know, so either one of those, you'd have to ask Jordan. But it was funny to me when it was brought up. Yep, unfortunately, he died over a freak accident. There was strange things falling from the sky. Actually, they blamed it on. Uh, planes dumping their trash overhead. I did not need that close up of his eye. Why? (laughs) Why? So OJ, Daniel Kaluuya's character, and M are barely making ends meet. 
they are woefully unorganized when um, trying to, you know, start up the business with their Hollywood gigs. And OJ has had to sell some of the horses to a former child star, Jupiter, Jupiter Claim. That's the name of the new spot. What did you think about our main characters? We have OJ and M. OJ, as I mentioned, worked closely with his father. M seems like she's in and out whenever she feels like it. She's self-promoting in front of clients. What are your initial impressions? See, I didn't mind the whole self-promotion thing because I'm like, it is Hollywood. So it makes really? sense that you, I mean, think about the era we're in too, like influencers and you got everybody trying to sell something like on social media and all this and that. To me, that didn't bother me. But their dynamic was interesting because he annoyed me with his inability to articulate himself on that set. Yo, yo, yeah. I'm like, but this when she showed up, it your was livelihood. like, oh, she's the voice. Right. Yes. So it made sense that you have to have that give and take between the two of them because he is going to be the more silent one who knows the business, knows the horses, all this and that, but isn't able to step up to the plate in the same way that she is in terms of presentation and all of that to give the spiel that they give on the sets. So it didn't bother me. She didn't bother me as much as he did in that initial introduction. I was like, boy, if you don't square your shoulders, lift your head and talk to these people <laughs> like you a grown ass man, <laughs> I don't understand what's happening right now. As I mentioned, there's this child star who owns Jupiter Claim, which was once called Gold Rush. OJ has been selling his horses so they can keep up with the bills. The movie starts off with, a throwback or a flashback of this sitcom. Essentially, Gordy, who is the the animal, viciously attacks the cast and crew of this like quintessential 90s sitcom show. And we find out very quickly that I think the only the two surviving members, um, but the one who ended up unharmed is Jupiter. We'll we'll get back to that, but I wanted to highlight this because for something so vicious, he seemed I was so surprised on how level-headed he was when talking about the incident to people saying, "Oh, I have all the memorabilia in this hidden room and I let someone spend the night. And if you watch Saturday Night Live, this was the best explaining. Is he just acting or like I, I just was so thrown by his ability to talk about something so horrific in a nonchalant way, Ashley. Yeah, especially when you see the flashbacks, you see him under the table, you see the blood on his face, right? That was horrifying. Most people would be need the rest of their lives to recover and he has turned it into profiting off of it. But again, based on what I was reading, it's again showing that even trauma is something that we now find a way to monetize wow even our trauma and that's very real right so yeah well so true i tell you they really some of these stories like you remember the lady who got her face ripped off by like a chimpanzee yeah Yeah. and i heard a recent story too of a neighbor having a monkey and then monkey getting loose and being on another neighbor's porch and so it was like trying to open a lady's door and so she kept it kept it closed but then the police came she called the police and when she went out talked to police the monkey 
got on her head and almost ripped her ear off. I was like, bro, y'all are making me not like monkeys. <laughs> it's too much. In this case, it was one of those of, you know, exploitation to a certain extent of having these animals be performers, given that they are wild animals. Right. And you can't control them. Like, thank God Alpha wasn't real. I know. They used to be my show back in the day, too. I don't know if you noticed this, but each horse was highlighted throughout this movie. So we have Ghost, Clover, Gordy, Lucky. He, Gordy's not the horse, but an animal. And then, you know, we'll save the, the best for Lias, so to speak. Ghost is just chilling in the arena when he should have been in his saddle and... You know, the weird star started to happen. The lights started flickering. This UFO is flying in the midnight sky quite fast, by the way. M and OJ goes to their security cameras, but they are not reliable. They talk about a bad miracle, Ashley, and ultimately decides that this is their opportunity to get an Oprah shot of this UFO. How much money do you think you can really make off of a UFO photo? It's tough today because you have all the deep fake stuff going on. You have so much with technology that can be manipulated that unless somebody saw it with their own eyes these days, I think it would be really hard to convince the public or somebody that it was legitimate. That's how I feel. Even when I was watching it, I was like, y'all not going to get millions of dollars for this that I can see because somebody could create this on the internet. So I think it would be really hard to convince anybody to give you real cash. They go to their local electronic store called Fries, and they meet Angel, who's my personal favorite character in this entire movie. <laughs> I put in my nose, I'm like, oh, he's a sad boy. He got dumped from a girlfriend who got a CW pilot. I was like, I'm upset on how specific they are. <laughs> Angel should have stayed home. Mind your business. Oh, you think he should have stayed home? Yes. He hooked up the Haywoods farm with all the best cameras at all the ideal angles. And they're ready to go. So the first night that they were ready to actually capture this UFO and M comes with a decoy horse for quote unquote training because they noticed that this ufo has something going on with their horses this is where she was getting on my nerves i'm like sis really you're gonna steal from your neighbors guess you gotta do what you gotta do when you're trying to track down a alien (laughs) at what part of the movie did you say nope where i even started it (laughs) (laughs) i gotta be completely honest For me, it was this alien prank put on by Ricky's children who found out that M stole their their horse. I was like, you know, when it comes to this genre, it's a it it has a lot of are they aren't they situation going on, right? Like, are there really aliens and are they gonna actually show us the aliens or is it all, you know, explained the way Scooby-Doo style, right? Mm-hmm. And so this was um, a moment where I really realized, like, I'm like, are we going to get, you know, big eye aliens? I guess not. Guess what? The alien made another appearance. <laughs> I said uh, Clover got caught up and M was ready to go. 
<laughs> and I would have been just like her. Like, it's not worth it. Let's get on out of here. It's like, what we're not going to do is wait for whatever this is. And mind you, the bug got on the camera. I'm like, of course, of course, when you think it's time to shoot, nature comes in the way. And ultimately, they didn't get the shot they were looking for. Angel shows up unannounced and he was able to identify the unmoving cloud in the sky. I was fascinated by this point in the movie where I was like, do we ever take the time to look and see if things aren't moving? We do not. At least I know I don't. If they weren't looking for something, they would have never spotted that. It was only, in my opinion, because they there was something that they were thinking was out there that made them look a little harder. I definitely wouldn't know if there was a cloud floating above me that didn't move. And with all these incidents with the horses, I was asking myself while I was watching it, I was like, what are the triggers for these attacks, right? Like, it doesn't seem like there was any real rhyme or reason. I went as far as to ask, was this UFO targeting this Black family? Was there some type of ancestral debt? (laughs) You went deep. Deep. Because, like, the father died. And again, it's hovering over their ranch And it has something going on with these horses. You know, I didn't think that deeply about it. It seemed like the pattern at first was nighttime. So feeding time, because Mm -hmm. even, you know, it's it's an it's animal like instincts. Right. It has a certain time of day that it feeds, that it's hungry. So that's what I was looking at it as. Oh, it feeds around the same time every day, which was like around dusk or, you know, night, whatever. That kind of gets eclipsed once they start antagonizing. But that was my thought at first was it had a certain time of day that it was hungry. And that's an excellent point. This UFO started having a little attitude because it starts showing up during the day. I'm thinking about also, especially when Jupe was making a part of his show. I put in my notes. I was like, oh, he he has lucky up for bait but then when you realize that the ufo takes everyone but lucky you're like but so what's the pattern i also noted that it was getting real bold real bold one of the takeaways that oj realized very quickly is to don't look up i was like man if that movie title was not already taken (laughs) right he was able to have the know-how to equate this UFO to animals. And he talks about animals having rules. It also talks about, um, you know, that's what Jube gets for trying to tame a predator. Like there's an agreement. And I definitely picked up on the animal vibe of this movie in the sense of, like I was asking before, like what are the triggers? Like thinking about the Gordy example, thinking about even the horse in the gig in the beginning of the movie before it started reacting. It's like, like what are the triggers? And the triggers at the end of the day was, you know, humans trying to tame wild animals, right? And, and one would have thought Jupiter would know better. You would think, you would think that's a great point. But it's like he he must have felt because I survived this childhood trauma, horrible situation, I can survive anything. They enlisted the help of Antler's Hostel. They called him Ant. He's this prolific uh, cinematographer. 
he was able to record a video without using electricity because we realized whenever this UFO comes around, all the power goes kaput and they have a whole game plan. It was, it was seemingly successful. I I really did appreciate the work that everyone put in uh, specifically OJ and that horse, (laughs) but Ant decided to take things into his own hands he essentially sacrificed himself to, they eventually called this UFO John Jack. He said that we don't deserve the impossible, Ashley. I was so confused by this. I didn't know if he was doing this because he thought he was going to be able to get the money shot that they needed and then be able to leave his camera. But obviously everything got spooked up. So I'm like, did you like have a mental break and then committed suicide? Like why? That never, I never fully grasped what happened in that scene and in that moment with him. For me, I felt like he was being a jerk in the sense of like, he was witnessing something that he thought he would never witness. And he didn't think it was our, our job in terms of humankind's responsibility to try to capture it in any kind of way, whether it's, you know, physically on camera, what have you. And he was already dying. And I think he was wanted he? to, I think they were alluding to it because he was on medications. He was coughing. He, oh. Yeah. I think they alluded to it. I didn't catch that. Cause I was like, again, what is, did you just have a psychotic break after seeing this, that suddenly you just kill yourself by feeding yourself to it. I was confused. So that may make sense. What I also wanted to highlight is how targeted uh, John Jack's, the, the aliens attacks were like, it literally went for all the camera locations. So it was, it, it was highly intelligent, whatever it was at the end of the day, they still were trying to get that shot, even though Ant went ahead and sacrificed himself to the UFO I I almost don't know why this person was in this movie, but a man on a motorcycle came out of nowhere and started trying to insert himself, whatever they were doing. I put him in notes. I'm like, is is he from TMZ? Like who asked him to be here? Exploitation. It's just, again, I think running with the theme of exploitation and TMZ is the biggest. Yeah. In that regard to most people in media. So I think it's just supposed to play into the limps that people and the media and everybody's willing to go to, including him about to die, body messed up to my, I need my camera, give me my camera, give me my camera. That's what you're worried about right now, sir? Okay. At the very end, OJ is willing to sacrifice himself for M in order for her to get away on that motorcycle. There was an evolution in the alien. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. I was really fascinated by it. It was actually kind of beautiful in a weird, creepy kind of way, too, because I was kind of confused at first. The first time I saw it, I was like, are these like just part of the the canopies that were over all the camera equipment that it just you know sucked up and fed out? Um, but it wasn't. It was it was the full form of this particular alien. I was so fascinated to find out that it was eating people. It wasn't just merely beaming things up. It was actually eating it, 
eating people and animals and spitting out all the things it didn't want. Mm -hmm. What were your thoughts on this revelation? It was weird. I mean, just the the fact that it's this giant balloon-like creature in and of itself was weird. But once all the people went up from the Jupiter show and you could hear them gagging and all this stuff, I was like, oh, it's eating them. And then the spewing of all the blood on the house and all of that. I was like, I guess somehow this giant balloon has the ability to eat things. I don't know. I didn't find it beautiful. I found it very weird. And Mm -hmm. it, it made my stomach hurt. I don't know why. Maybe because it didn't have a form to it for real. So it made me feel like it made it even creepier in some regards than to see like something that was a fully formed, you know, alien type creature. So it just kind of it just creeped me out. It kind of reminded me of that conversation that Angel was having saying, oh, well, you know, they're not called UFOs anymore. They're UAPs. And, you know, they do that because they people are are uh, catching on. And, and what is the alien anyway? Is, is it an intergalactic traveler coming in peace? Is it futuristic humans traveling time to warn us? Or just simply, you know, world killers. So I thought that was a fascinating conversation that was actually kind of funny in some ways. But I've heard a lot of people in my circle say that they feel like the government is priming us to let us know that there's other things out there with there's been a lot of release leases on videos and pictures of unidentified objects coming out in the last couple of years have you not seen that i have but i don't want to know anything about it (laughs) i want to pretend none of it exists for as long as humanly possible i don't want any of that to be real i'm going to be completely honest with you guys the movie ends with M being able to get that money shot. That balloon of um, Jupiter was the ultimate undoing of this alien. Did you think they got their money? <laughs> I think they I may was... have got some. I don't think they probably got nearly as much as they may have hoped, but I hope they were able to save the business because that's the point of all of this was the business was in jeopardy. They wanted to keep it afloat. Yeah. So yes to black businesses. I hope y'all were able to do what y'all needed to do. Amen to that. All right, Ashley, I have a few final questions for you. Did you ever figure out what that shoe that stood up alone by itself, what that meant? I have not. I haven't seen anything or read anything that gave me any type of information on that either and the symbolism of it. Right. But that slaughter scene I really even couldn't even focus on the ship. I'm like, this yeah. cham- this chimpanzee said, I'm about to kill all of oh, y'all. y'all. Even the dude, when he ran into the kitchen and you started hearing him get butchered, I was like, bro, y'all are Crazy. lingering on this scene. Is this over? Yeah. Yeah. I even looked into like, what are the meanings for a you know, white horse? And all I was able to get is that it either means cocaine or heron. <laughs> for a white horse? Yeah. Or the end of time. So I was curious on like how that, you know, what that meant, considering ghost was a a prevalent fixture, especially in the beginning of this particular movie. Are you disappointed that Nope and Get Out aren't in the same universe? I'm not disappointed that it's not in the same universe, but I am disappointed that I didn't feel the same level of 
I can't say I necessarily felt satisfaction at the end of Get Out, but if I felt something, I'll say that it stayed with me. Mm. So I feel like for this, uh, for this Jordan Peele feature, it didn't hit for me the way that Get Out did. Do you think this production was snubbed any Oscars? No. No. And how does this movie rank among Jordan Peele's films for you? So I haven't seen Us. No. No, ma'am. I've only seen Get Out. So I can't. I. It's Get Out. It's, I guess, <laughs> this. And then Us. Because I, I have not watch us i tell y'all what even get out took me a while to sit and watch because i kept asking people is it scary is it actually scary y'all know i don't like horror now obviously it was a horror for black folks right but it was not (laughs) it wasn't the type of scary that i can't you know still sit through um but you know that movie it it hit me deep it hit me hard and so for that reason, it's still definitely the top tier for me of his projects that I have now consumed. What about for you? It's number two. It's number two. And it's Get Out is this one and it's Us. And I have seen all three. I, like I said, for this one, I was invested. You know what I mean? You talked about feeling something, but for me, I, I was curious. I was curious all the way to the end, like what is going on? Mm. And I will say us is a little bit scary, but for different reasons. Like it's not like pure horror. It's like, you know, a mind moment where it's like, oh, wow. Just seeing Lupita in the trailer was enough for me. I know my limits. And I know what's going to keep me up at night. No, she was phenomenal. The acting that she did in that. I'm sure. All right, Ashley, do you have any final thoughts on Noob? I'll be curious to see what he does next. I, you know, I started to think of him in the same light as like an M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan's first couple features really hit hard for me. You had obviously the smash hit with the sixth sense but even like unbreakable with bruce willis and samuel jackson i really really enjoyed and then you started kind of falling down you had like signs you had the (laughs) village now when i tell y'all the village is like one of the biggest cinematic disappointments for me to this day and it's not because it wasn't still fascinating there was a twist it was just like really you know what i'm saying it wasn't it didn't it wasn't satisfying the sixth sense even though to this day, I cannot rewatch that film. I've seen it a couple of times. Oh and my. Delora, that movie terrifies me. When I tell you, it was my idea to go see that movie in theaters with my family. You're young. I ended up, I know. And I ended up in my mom's bed with the sheets <laughs> up. Only thing you could see was my eyes. And my mom <laughs> has a bathroom in her bedroom. And I kept looking over at that door the entire oh night because what's his name from New Kids on the Block? terrified me so bad and if i ever meet him i'm gonna tell him what he did to me yes donnie what he did to me terrified me as a child i could not go to sleep and so to this day i've watched it only a couple times that shit still terrifies me but m night Shyamalan, you know he went so hard at the beginning of his career i hope that jordan peele is able to maintain consistency with his features moving forward i don't want him to kind of fall a little bit the way that we saw M. Night Shyamalan when he was like white hot at the beginning of his directing career. So Mm. I'll say that. Come on, Jordan, you got it. 
He does. And his next project, the fourth one is coming out Christmas 2024. Apparently that came out in the news recently. And I just want to know what's his deal with monkeys. Like, I really don't know his um, backstory. So I'm going to have to look that up or hopefully he'll answer that question. But I'm just like, what is it? Because his his production company is called Monkey Paw. Oh, then maybe. I mean, I don't know. I was about to say then that must be why he it's a thread through, but I don't know what the initial inspiration yeah. is. Absolutely. All right, Ashley, if there's nothing else, time for Hidden Gems. All right. So my first Hidden Gem is super cheesy, but also cute. It's a musical series called Up Here. It's on Hulu. It's starring one of my longtime little loves, Mae Whitman, because yes. I've been seeing her since she was just a little baby on yes. When a Man Loves a Woman. And Carlos Valdez, they're a couple who are attempting to fall in love in the late 90s, 1999 to be specific, but they're struggling because they can't seem to get out of their own heads and out of their own way. It was just like a nice, lighthearted season is out on Hulu that I got a chance to binge like on a Saturday afternoon. And, you know, I just like sometimes that that bubble gum absolutely television it just makes you feel a little good sometimes so that's what that was for me and again one season out currently up here my second hit and gem sleeper hit for me the night agent on netflix bro this series so was cute, number though. one he is cute he reminds me of an um, like a multiple like multiple actors yeah mashed together the oldest stark brother I said that. And then I also say he reminds me of Ian from Shameless. So it's like he's this mixture. He was the redhead. Ian was the redhead. He's like this mixture of a couple of people for me. But yes, he is cute. But it was the number one series on Netflix. So I usually am like, okay, okay, algorithm. Let's give it a try. I did not expect to enjoy this series the way that I enjoyed and binged this first season. Okay. It was really good. So it's the story of an FBI agent who answers um and monitors an fbi emergency line and there was a call one night that pulls him into a conspiracy involving a mole in the white house it was really good guys 10 episodes on netflix i'm not gonna tell you anything else check it out that's it delora what you got i appreciate an unknown future um action star you know what i mean like you know people need to come up Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. He was a cutie uh, and I thought he did a really good job. Like he was this character, even though I've never seen him anything else. You know what I'm saying? Like this is who yeah. he was. It was, he sold me. Okay. I'm going to have to check that out. So my hidden gem is it's a group slash they put on events. It's an organization. It's called Black Career Women Network. I have had the privilege of uh, attending their mentor summit this past weekend, and it was just a wonderful time being in a room with just fabulous Black women who are leaders in corporate America, leaders in entrepreneurship with consulting and um, real estate and education. It was such a 
a wonderful, like I'm reminded of that saying iron sharpens iron. Right. And Mm -hmm. so being able to be in a room and get inspired and to be able to, um, you know, be real with one another when it comes to, you know, things that you feel like only you go through, but you realize you are not alone. Uh, I got a chance to just have such wonderful conversations and they are, they do this annually and they're going to do more events moving forward. I know um, the pandemic was something they, they, they were doing this before the pandemic, but um, I'm just happy to, you know, be a part of it as it's ramping up again. They are available on LinkedIn and Instagram. It's called the Black Career Women Network. Um, Keep an eye out. They have all types of resources and app. I know we have a lot of Black women that listen to this podcast. Shout out to the Black women I met at the conference. (laughs) Who I'm like, hey, I got a podcast. Check us out. So thank you for listening. So yeah, that's all I have today, Ashley. Awesome. I have such a funny thought when you were talking about being relatable with people when you think you're all alone. I don't know why this came to me, but sometimes the internet's really make me feel sane. Somebody posted, why do we always put, like when we go to the doctor, put our bra like under our clothes so that the doctor doesn't see it. Like when you got to get undressed and stuff. I was like, yo, I legit did not know this girl. Exactly. All the underwear is exactly. Yep. I was like, I didn't, it's just something that's unspoken. I had no, I was like, I feel so seen today. No one Y'all don't showed understand. me. No. I, this is something that I've, I do. It's I just do. like unspoken rules that we all follow. And I felt so seen that day. I was like, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. That's so, hilarious. Yeah, that's what that made me think of. But shout out to that network. That's awesome. All right, guys. Well, you know. We appreciate y'all, as always, for riding with us, sticking with us, posting suggestions for things, giving us feedback, listening, sticking with us even when we take breaks. You know, we could not do this without y'all, and we appreciate y'all more than we could ever say. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We will see y'all next time. Be blessed. Bye.